0: Bonjour. Oh, bonjour. Ça va? Uh, no, I don't. I don't no, that's all I that's know.
1: That's
0: it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's about all I know, anyways. Too. So it's Perfect. okay.
1: Perfect. How's it going?
0: It's going good. It is definitely going good. How is it going with you?
1: It's good. It's good. Should we share our highs and lows? Should we just oh, do it right off the bat?
0: I love it. Go ahead.
1: No, you go. You first, Jamie. I went first last time.
0: Oh, wow. You really keep score on that. All right. So (laughs) that was so long ago, I don't even remember. Uh, Highs and lows. Highs and lows. All right. So lows, I feel as though I might be getting some sort of sinus infection, which I'm not entirely clear about. And also, it's spring here in Paris, and it's so beautiful, but also I have the worst allergies. So I'm like, Okay. Having a hard time enjoying this. It's very bittersweet. Like yesterday, I went to this beautiful garden, took amazing pictures of all the flowers blooming, and then had an allergy attack. And was like, <laughs> so I was like, oh my god. I it feel should, like such a nerd.
1: It should be <laughs> noted that Jamie's allergy attacks are aggressive, they're epic. like 1,700 sneezes in a row. And by the way, the cutest, most adorable sneezes you ever heard. It's like if a tiny baby bunny had an allergy attack. So I really wanted to paint a picture for the audience. Oh, and
0: it's so many sneezes in a row. Like people are like, yeah. oh, it's probably just a little. No, it's a million sneezes in a row, and it never stops. <laughs> it's so funny. So I'm like, OK, I got some great pictures. I got, you know, I really went for it. I went under the blooming flower tree that was, like, amazing. And then I was like, I'm paying for this later, for sure. And I did. And then I took some really, really intensely drowsy inducing. <laughs> and then I think I got a little high last night.
1: <laughs> so I was like. Me too, but mine was on purpose. Oh, well.
0: <laughs> cannabis. Um, Okay, so then my high was that, but also there were some, this has just been an amazing time in my business. So uh, back in, let's say January of 2017, I went like all in on my business again, on my design business. And it has just been the best decision I've ever made because I feel like universe, whatever, just met my all in with a, I see you, I see you, bitch, I'm gonna do this for you. And it has been really incredible to see how much has happened in my business, because I also thought that moving to Paris would kind of get in the way of my business. But I think it's making it more, there's I'm like more inspired more, I want to share more, I want to do more. And so I'm getting even more Requests for proposals and things like this to a point where I, the other day, I was like, do I need to hire someone? Am I getting too busy? And I was like, damn, that is a feeling I have not had in a while because I just haven't been all in. And so that has been such a big high. I'm just like, I am killing it.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yes. Feels good. Jessica, the the listeners at home do not know <laughs> how long it's taken to get here, but you know. I know. You know. That's a
1: big milestone.
0: It is. It really is.
1: I'm so excited for you. Thanks. What are your highs and lows? Oh, okay. So my low is um, I have plantar fasciitis. I don't know how you say that. Oh, that's a bitch. That sucks. Yeah, it's the worst. I've had it for um, since I was like 26. So a while almost seven or eight years now i don't know how math works and um for the most part like thank god for the birkenstock trend because i've been able to wear like really supportive arch shoes um and also been cool and not be wearing like grandma shoes but sometimes because i'm an idiot and i hate myself i buy shoes that have absolutely no arch support and then i wear them around for an entire day while i'm on a photo shoot I don't I don't know why I did that. So um it basically feels like I sprained my ankle and then also that my toe is being sucked up into my entire foot, which is like the coolest combination ever. Um so I was pretty much out of commission yesterday. Which is a bummer because I am on kind of like a long-term photo shoot right now, sort of like a at your leisure situation which is great those are my favorite client shoots um but when i do those i like to go out for like at least a few hours a day either in my car driving around or for like a little photo walk and honestly my foot was in so much pain. I went out for 20 minutes and had to like turn right back around no. and come back. So it was a bummer. It's you know I've got it wrapped. I'm icing it. That's also part of why I had edibles last night. Um, thank God for California weed laws. So I had a real good night's <laughs> sleep because I did not the night before. Um, you know, turning turning a bad situation uh, into a good one. The the biggest bummer is that it's my right foot. So like even getting in the car and driving around is hard because flexing your foot to push down. Down on the gas is the exact flex that causes a lot of the tension in the arch so I like kind of can't even do that right now. Ugh. Real bummer. Uh, I know better though so it's my fault but the shoes that I wore were adorable so who can blame me? Uh, uh. <laughs> and then my high for the week honestly just getting back into the swing of taking photos for a client and getting into client brain mode and whenever I have client work I always um, use collections on Instagram, which is a good segue, to, uh, um, basically pull inspiration images for the shoot that I'm about to do, and the inspiration images and collection that I created for this photo shoot that I'm currently on are, like, so aesthetically pleasing, bright colors, beautiful shadows, like, ugh, I'm in heaven. So I'm just walking around LA trying to find all of the craziest, brightest colors at noon for the biggest, craziest shadows I possibly can, and I'm in my happy place. Damn, that is a happy place. Yeah, it's fun. So the segue of of that part is that today we're going to be talking about social media, so... Um, You know, I use Instagram as a tool to help me curate and come up with inspiration for photo shoots, but boy, are there a lot of negatives as well. Oh, yeah. Hey, people
0: at home. I'm addressing the people at home quite a bit, but stop your scroll for a second and let's talk about social media. (laughs) I just really wanted to say stop your
1: scroll. I really like stop your scroll. (laughs)
0: I just had to find a way to get, because I knew we were talking about social media today, so I was like, I need to find a way to say, stop your scroll.
1: I mean, you <laughs> nailed it. You integrated that in flawlessly, and honestly, the fact that we're talking about it right now is even better.
0: Yeah. I just, I, I, I integrated it in, and then I brought, and then I had to talk about how I integrated it in. So that it's was cool. perfect. That's exactly how
1: good jokes are made. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Explain <laughs> the joke. That's, that's how you
1: joke. I know. I'm funny. Well, very stop the funny. scroll. That's the tagline. We got it. We nailed it. Stop the scroll.
0: So social media, a lot of feelings, lots of feelings. I, I have just come off of a eight-month social media detox, and I actually very purposefully am using the word detox because I went through withdrawals. I went through so many different phases of my 8 months where I was like I got to start posting again like hitting the hitting the vein like I got to post again I got to be relevant I got to be cool I got to get stuff up there and then I stopped and then I felt like I'm clean again wow that's what things look like outside of the scroll and now I'm back on it and having feelings again trying to be more conscious about it but it is a tough place for a person who is very prone to comparisons, I am having a tough time with it. So what are what are your feelings initially on social media? Because you have taken no breaks. You I I've always thought that you seem to have a very healthy relationship with social media, or at least you are never like as I guess angsty about it as I am. But maybe yeah. maybe you're just cool as a cucumber.
1: Well, I think part of that is that social media has been a part of my job, um, honestly, since college, really, maybe a little bit before that, because I also did, um, like, customize HTML MySpace work for your brother's band when I was, you know, in junior college. So um, I I think I've always had an Addiction. I, like, I won't lie. I'm not going to pretend like that's not part of it. Even when AIM was the thing, when we were just on AOL and it was about logging on and, like, chatting with all of your friends um, and, and Napster and, like, think of things that were from the 90s where you were plugged in and I was on them. Like, I was yeah. doing it. So um, I definitely have been involved in one way or another in social media and, like, plugged in um but I also do think I try and take a more balanced approach uh and I'm aware of when I'm getting too far down the rabbit hole so for example this last few week like the, the last few nights I've just been on my phone scrolling and flipping between apps endlessly and that's usually the moment when I'm like okay cool I'm gonna read a book now yeah I'm not doing anything. I'm just refreshing over and over and over again and there isn't anything new because it's 8 p.m. on the California coast, which means everyone's asleep and it's not a Friday night, so everyone's really asleep. Uh, so I I'm just like, no, I have to stop. like I need to pull myself out of this and and I think reading or going out and taking photos, I used to, I haven't in a while, but I used to do photo walks without my phone. I would just bring my camera and Dagger, my dog, and go on a walk around the neighborhood and and like fully unplug, um, which is a really nice, refreshing escape considering my job is kind of being on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. So yeah, I think I just try and find small ways to balance it. Um, Right now it's definitely reading, for sure. Yeah, I'm also reading. But
0: I have a problem with, the, with the, the rabbit hole because my rabbit hole turns into like self-loathing and self-doubt about everything. And I don't know if I'm al- I know I'm not alone in that, but I don't know if it's as pronounced in as many people because... I find that like I could be going down the rabbit hole and it's so unhealthy because all I'm doing is just feeling bad about myself and just looking at pictures and things that are convincing me that I'm inadequate in some way or another.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think part of the reason why I avoid that in my social interactions is because most of the people that I end up following or engaging with are other photographers. And I think the thing that I end up getting jealous of is when I'm having a working dry spell that other people are getting work. Um, I find myself having moments of like, why was I not good enough for that job? Or I've wanted to work with that brand for the five years I've been doing this. Why didn't? Why am I not up for consideration? Um, And it's it's especially true because a lot of the people that I follow and engage with and see the most thanks to the algorithm are people who are also on my photo agency. So like the possibility of me working with them is actually real uh, as opposed to this, you know, if I see someone who isn't even in the realm of um, of my skills, of my talents, of my anything, I don't, I don't, question it that much. Like, I don't look at Autumn Wilde's photos. She took the Elliott Smith figure eight um, portrait and she's worked with Death Cab for Cutie and Beck. I don't look at her work and be like, why am I not working with Helmet Lang and Prada? Like, OK, I know. <laughs> like, that's that's pure inspiration to me. Those are goals. But I definitely will look at other photographers in my wheelhouse and be like, what? You got that job? Like, why am I not good enough for that?
0: That's such a healthy self-image. This is so interesting because I don't think, like, we ever really drill down with each other. Like, not just us, but even me with my other friends. We don't really ever drill down into the specifics of what this comparison monster can do. But that's such a healthy self-image because I have an unhealthy self-image sometimes. And I'll look at whoever you just named and I'll be like, yeah. why am I not a famous photographer? I have no desire to be a famous <laughs> photographer. But I'm like, why am I not famous like that? That must mean I'm not good enough or something yeah. like that. And that's I, it is interesting because what you just described sounds like so healthy to me. I'm like, yeah, of course you're going to be a, get a little pang of I don't know why didn't that happen for me when it's someone who's in your actual competitive atmosphere. But when it's someone so far out, you can just take that as inspiration. And I, I have a hard time taking something as inspiration. Um, I just, I can't do it. I'm like very, I'm always hard on myself about that. So it's really interesting to see to hear from someone else cuz i either think everyone's like me or nobody's like me. Either way, it's really isolating and i like
1: wow. Yeah. yeah. That's so interesting. I i honestly didn't even consider the few feelings of jealousy that i sometimes get to like be the healthier version. <laughs> like i'm even a little bit hard on myself for thinking those thoughts, you know? i I've, i have to pull myself back and say hey, how about instead of feeling feelings of jealousy for this person that you like and is your essentially co-worker, you're just happy for them. And you put your head down and you put your blinders on and you keep moving forward and make your work better. Damn. I, I mean, I have to, like, talk myself to that point, which is, like, to me, that's the healthy point. But... um Yeah, I mean, I guess years of therapy, like, if you had asked me about this when I was 25, it was like, everyone is better than me and cooler than me. Why am I not in everyone's MySpace top eight? I don't understand. How do I become famous? Like, (laughs) for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. But I think, um, I honestly think going to therapy partially for work-life balance. When I, when I worked at Instagram, I... Um, I wouldn't say that I was a workaholic. I just didn't know how to turn it off. I didn't know how to step away from my email. I didn't know how to step away from my text messages. Honestly, part of the job is not stepping away when you work for a startup and you're in the tech industry. And I literally sought out a therapist in San Francisco who handled people who exhausted themselves or worked themselves into anxiety and panic attacks because of their... um, Always on, always connected addictive habits. And I saw her for probably eight months while I was working at Instagram. Every Tuesday, I didn't show up to work until noon um, because I went to my therapist for two hours in the morning. And thankfully, everyone at um, my job, Instagram, you know, they were all so supportive of me figuring that out, like knowing that I had no boundary because me not having boundaries also meant that nobody else was disconnected that was a part of my team Um, so yeah I think going to her at a time when it wasn't directly related to my addiction to social media necessarily but it was definitely related to my addiction to working and being connected and the kind of beast that is the startup world where you don't set boundaries for yourself when you maybe should um, it made a huge difference in my life and in the way that I interact with technology and my ability to take a break. Or, for example, this time two years ago, I went to North Korea um, on a trip uh, with friends who used to work at Pyongyang University, who are Americans, and I had no connection to the outside world for 10 days. And I didn't feel as much of that addictive pull, I think partially because I am able to step away from the internet and like just live my life and enjoy that i don't know i honestly don't know what it is that lets me do that but i do that and i love it and i feel like happy doing that
0: yeah i also do i i think that i have some addiction to social media but i really worked on that to not have that and i can stop myself for sure I just notice these little things that come up and how I, I, like, I don't listen to it anymore. That's probably the big difference is, like, I don't actually believe that voice anymore. But I do think that there are times when I'm feeling susceptible to it, um, you know, when uh, maybe a client didn't like something I did or I'm feeling overwhelmed or anxious or, you know, overworked or something and I I'll look at a picture of like Gigi Hadid and I'm like she doesn't have to do anything but she gets to like I mean she does a lot I'm sure she works really really hard
1: but (laughs) I look at her and I'm like you're on a yacht that's upsetting yeah. to me. It's the curated image. I mean, that's the thing, right? You're sitting there being like, I know Gigi Hadid has issues and feelings and emotions, and like life is not easy, and it must be exhausting traveling all the time. But at the same time, you're just seeing the curated version of her life. So yeah. everything looks perfect, and yachts, and blue skies, and like beautiful women, and men, and sunglasses, and traveling the world. And you're like, OK. I'm just over here paying my taxes.
0: Yeah, the curated <laughs> version of her life is like the best version of my life. Uh, I mean, or like the, the non-cure, I mean, the, no, actually, I mean the non-curated version of her life is, and I don't even know that I would switch places. I, I'm not saying all that, but I. it's more like, there is a reality, I think that, I think this is the rub of social media, is that there is a reality that I've come to face with because of places like Instagram where i'm like people really do have it easier in other like there really is there is like a i mean especially because there's such a huge benefit to like looking a certain way on Instagram and having your life curated a certain way. Like, I don't have patience for that. And then yet I feel really insecure about that sometimes. I mean, this is just real talk. I don't, I mean, because it it also affects like my professional artistic side because I'm like, it, it gives me insecurities that... Instagram, in particular, has given me insecurities in places I didn't even realize I could be insecure about. I'm like, where did these even come from? These are, like, brand new, just invented
1: by Instagram insecurities. (laughs) Totally, yeah. Yeah, it's great. You're like, I don't want to be a fashion model, but, like, why can't I be one? (laughs) Right, right. It's like, I don't want your life, but why can't I have your life? like like, I don't want to go train hopping, but I follow a bunch of people that do train hopping. And I'm like, well, why couldn't I go train hopping?
0: Yeah, it like presents all these options. And then you're like, usually you're looking at Instagram when you're in your pajamas looking not your best, just like on the couch scrolling. And you're just like, well, I don't feel good now. And you don't even I didn't even start out feeling not good, but now
1: I will through say, the scroll, I don't feel good. I know. I will say one positive thing. Um no, it's gone. I lost it. It's not that that's how fleeting my brain <laughs> chemistry is now. It's just it was there and now it's not. I had a positive. Now it's gone. Thanks, <laughs> internet. Just give me those 15 second clips. Um, Okay, no, it came back. I think that the best thing that happened to Instagram is stories.
0: Because
1: yeah. watching people's stories, look, when it was separate, we all know stories is just Snapchat. Let's not fucking pretend. So, when <laughs> stories came out and I no longer had Snapchat separate, where I wasn't giving people my username, it was friends, friends, friends only. I didn't even use Jay Zombie as my username on Snapchat because I didn't want people to see this uncurated, unfiltered version of my life. And the second that Snapchat update came out, I, you know, the one. We don't. We don't have to go into okay maybe if you don't know the one uh <laughs> snapchat came out with this update that essentially made viewing videos um from your friends or from celebrities you might follow practically impossible um just in case you don't use snapchat i, I will i will assume there are maybe some people listening i don't who use snapchat. As addicted yeah okay so they came out with this update and like people like uh i think it was one of the Jenner kids, maybe Kylie, tweeted being like this was the worst update ever, it's unusable and their stock tanked. <laughs> like, God, I was not
0: I was not up to date on this Snapchat news. So Yeah, you. it was
1: bad. And so I I saw a huge migration over to stories and I was already posting on stories, but I had made a very clear distinction that stories was going to be my behind the scenes photography or my process when I was editing or a more curated like BTS behind the scenes look at my photography. And the second that Snapchat update came out, I was like, nah, I'm just posting whatever the hell I feel like now. (laughs) So I like snap my dog and I snap like dumb tweets that I find interesting. Also good tweets that I find interesting. Um, And I've I've found sharing those things on Instagram has kind of brought this human I'm a real person. It, I think, it brought some of that authenticity that was lost after people started really curating their feeds. As especially as photographers, um, it brought a little bit of that "Hey, I'm a real person" feeling back into Instagram. That was definitely lost for a while.
0: I d- I agree with that. The stories help a lot because also you realize a lot of people's lives are really boring. Because so boring. Like, especially those fashion models. I'm like, you are in that makeup chair so much just sitting around on your phone. That looks boring as hell to me. And like yeah. that kind of brings some of the allure away from their like the highly curated. Um, but it, it really is. I mean, the thing, unfortunately, the thing with Instagram, even though there are so many positives and it really does, it can be an amazing place to grow your business It also comes with it this it's very very aesthetic based and so people who already are doing that very well who and that's already especially for people who look a certain way that's already something society um gives a lot of accolades for and like pays a lot of attention to so it's it's kind of like reinforcing that but at the same time there's a lot of a lot of like a the big gatekeeping has been crashed down. Like I follow a lot of plus size bloggers, a lot of women of color. So I like to diversify my feed. But then I still, then on the explore
1: page, I'm like, this is a disaster. I think that's an interesting thing to think about too, though, is that I've had this conversation with other people before too. I know a lot of people who don't go out of their way to vi- diversify the voice that's being delivered to them. Um, So like you said, I also follow a lot of plus-size bloggers. I follow some plus-size models. I like to follow women of color who are photographers or artists um, just so I can see. And then also trans men and women and non-binary people who are either creating or are models or whatever it is that they're doing, they are artists of some sort. Um, So that way, as a photographer, I feel like I'm taking in this diverse view of the world. All of these different perspectives, they all end up inspiring admiring my art and what it is that I do and my life and they also I think make me a more empathetic person by seeing their experiences on this very intimate though curated platform and I always find it so interesting when I realize that there are people out there who like just straight up follow white dudes like that's the only stuff that's coming in to their feeds both on Twitter and on Instagram and I'm like that makes my brain explode I I I tweeted a probably like two years ago, being like, if you ever wanted to know what it's like for people who are living those lives, if you feel this pull to be empathetic, to constantly learn, to understand better what people are going through and what their struggles are in those communities, just follow them. Yeah. You have this tool. You have this ability to plug into their lives and learn about their struggles. Why would you not use it?
0: Yeah, that is – and it's like art straight from the source instead of through all these different channels of which it's been – that's been the issue for so long is, like, we've never been able to get just, like, pure art from the people that it originated from. Like, I want to see – like, I'm a plus-size woman. I want to see plus-size clothes – on real women that look like me. I mean, not yeah. not that there aren't real women who are different
1: sizes, but like a woman that looks like me. I want to actually. Yeah, you want to see, see yourself. Yeah, I mean, I think that's so important. I think that's why things like the movie Moonlight and um, you know Call Me by Your Name and I don't know. I guess Fish Love. <laughs> fish. <laughs> we we all know people love fish sometimes yeah. a little too much. Uh No, but I think that's why movies that are documenting experiences outside of what are the, not even the norm, the standard, what has been considered normalized are becoming so popular. Black Panther and Wonder Woman, right? It's like for so long, women don't see themselves as the hero and black people don't see themselves as desirable. And like all of these things that are coming out are saying that's, first of all, that's bullshit. And I do think that part of that is social media giving creators a key to getting in, to learning the industry, to, I mean, they're still doing the hard work to get there themselves because nobody's going to help them in, but I think that we've kind of knocked down some walls because so many people are seeing these, the need for that representation.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, look at Issa Rae, who she only, she got insecure, based on her web series that she just did herself. And it became yeah. so popular that it was undeniable. I mean, I love that because now she Same. is a badass. I mean, she she's the best. She's also insecure is I mean, we've talked about Insecure Ugh. so many times. It's the best show. The
1: lighting and in The most attractive people ever. <laughs> and the most attractive people. And honestly, I think that's so important for me, too, as a white woman who does not often photograph people of color, learning how to edit skin tone, learning how to light skin tone, do things that I've never considered before, which are so important to consider because I, it is... I have photographed, you know, people of color and I just didn't even think about it, you know, like that whitewashing is ingrained in, you know, editing tools. I mean, Kodak literally was founded only on the concept of white people being photographed. That's their first films were only for white people. It's crazy. And so it's, it's amazing that I now get to you know, engage with art that makes me reconsider how I'm approaching art and how I'm approaching people who are different than me. It's it's just, that
0: is like the double-edged sword, I think, of, of social media is that it has broken down so many barriers and so much of that gatekeeping in art, which is, yeah. it's just, there's been too much art informed by like old white men so much. Yeah. And then, but it's also, I think for me, it's also brought to light how much that status quo is still constantly enforced as well. Like, it's just this double, there both things are true, where there's a lot of breaking down barriers, there's a lot of people's art that's being able to be seen, but also we still have the same types of beauty and art and everything represented and it that's always what's much more popular. And I'm like, "Can that's like what you said where people don't diversify their feed. It's like I want so much more out of these platforms that I I can't have." But I mean, I don't know if that makes sense because I'm just like thinking of it out loud, but that's I think that's what bothers me the most is like going on the explore page on Instagram and seeing that like People who are doing amazing art that maybe don't fit into this status quo, this conventional look or type or anything are just so much, they're being overlooked, whereas the that conventional look is still what is like getting people sponsorships, getting, because like Instagram leads to, Instagram is now a huge tool for like growing a business and making money, and it's still being reinforced that this is the way you should look and present yourself and curate your life and this is what's continuing to be popular and i'm like god damn it change yeah. this yeah. world
1: well it's like i said it's like this this constant internal bias that people just aren't checking right you know it's it's yeah you can go out of your way to follow these people but are they getting hired and are they getting work and as someone who holds a, a fair amount of power in the industry because of my skin color, I try and make an effort to uplift people who don't have those opportunities. Or if there's a photo shoot that's asking me to represent, for example, like the Latina community, I'm not the person to shoot that. I'm going to pass that on to a friend who is a part of that community and can approach it respectfully and approach it With a with a lens that actually is understanding of it, you know, I I loved that last summer. I got to work with Google um, on the Google Pixel for their Pride Month um, campaign, where they wanted me to take monochromatic photos of friends of mine, basically who are members of the LGBT community. And as a queer woman, I was like yes like thank you and they had a huge budget and they were able to pay every single person that I reached out to a very large amount of money for 20 minutes of their time and it was incredible to be able to not only feature people who are a part of my community here in Los Angeles but also pay them yeah like these are underrepresented and underpaid people and I got to kind of step into a role where I was facilitating people getting money who like otherwise normally get overlooked.
0: Yeah that's huge also that campaign was beautiful Thank so just you. anyone check that out because it was amazingly done and it was so positive and you could just feel that I, I just love that I mean that that is part of because it's one thing to be able to get a bunch of followers, whatever, use social media, be popular. But like, it does actually matter if you're getting paid for your work. I mean, it really does. And so it's important to always remember that. And I I forget that because sometimes it feels like it's just so immediate and urgent to be getting likes and getting followers. Like I remember when my writing a few years ago when my writing was really taking off and I was getting a bunch of page views. People were reading my stuff. I had like hundreds of messages, all these things, and I couldn't pay my rent. And I was like, Jamie, good reminder, <laughs> like this actually doesn't equal, I mean, it's great to have impact, it's great to be able to reach that many people, but it was really I was like, what, what have I been chasing? Like, I, if I have been chasing those numbers for a long time and I then realized that they don't mean that much when you need to pay your bills and you're feeling like you're putting out a lot. Because the other thing with social media is that it's a lot of free labor that you put yeah. out there. <laughs> like, yeah. And you hope that, okay, I'm going to get something back from this. And yeah, do you? I,
1: I do. Do you? I, I think we we were talking about this. Um, Kanye West joined Twitter again. Oh, his tweets <sighs> are so. Also, they're just so like profound. I missed Kanye West Twitter. I it's one of my favorite things. He he's just he puts these like amazing, brilliant like bursts of genius out into the world and I I honestly feel like I should be paying money to see it
0: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) it's crazy we don't deserve
0: this wisdom
1: honestly and he tweeted the other day as a as a creative your ideas are your strongest form of currency damn I mean like duh like of course they are but like just to just to like see someone being like yo you have to like know your self-worth as a creative and when you're putting so much of yourself out there on the internet on twitter on instagram like you can't just throw your ideas out there as if they don't have value and I think like to what you're saying you're something like medium you're putting all of your Like work out there. You're putting yourself out there. You're being vulnerable. You're putting your ideas out there. And there's this idea that you're just supposed to continue to do that for free until someone decides to pay you.
0: Yeah, right. And then, but also, a lot of the I got a lot of people just telling me they expect it for free. Yeah. They were like, because of course we all know the conversation about like exposure, as (laughs) as if that is a good payment but no i i think that right now we're in a really interesting time when it comes to because i think kanye also said something about like distraction is the enemy yeah. of vision yeah fuck put that on put that on a t-shirt and i will pay you some serious money for that kanye here's some great amazing. advice that's amazing
1: Here's a beautiful little nugget from Kanye. When you first wake up, don't hop right on the phone or the internet or even speak to anyone for up to an hour if possible. Just be still and enjoy your own imagination. It's better than any movie. Kanye West, what? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I mean, I can't do that. I'm going to be on my phone first thing. I hate myself. Yeah. Sorry. God, Jesus. No, it's true, though. So I charge my phone outside of the bedroom. Um, That's like, I used to do that a couple years ago as part of my therapy routine of like work life balance. You put your phone in the other room, and it was incredible. And now I do the same thing. I charge it outside. I still read on my iPad in bed, and I try very hard not to go to twitter and other things because i i use the kindle app um but i also reaching for your ipad in the morning feels like so obscene yeah (laughs) so i try really hard not to but i will find myself i'll go i'll get up i'll get out of bed i'll wake up i will grab my phone and go right back to bed of course jessica what's even the point of charging your phone outside of the bedroom (laughs) of course you would do that why wouldn't you so, you know, I think I I'm, I'm trying to build healthy habits, but I I swear the likes, the engagement that feedback that you get, the validation, ugh, is so addicting. It's um, so addictive. The algorithm though, in a way on Instagram, always going back to Instagram. Sorry about it. Uh, it's where I spent most of my time, but Facebook's on um, the outs. So, ugh, yeah, I don't pfft, Facebook Facebook is where I go to read my neighbors be like kind of shitty to each other in (laughs) my neighborhood Facebook group. That's the only joy that I get out of Facebook right now. Um, But I will I found that the algorithm has changed so much that the daily post is no longer um, helpful. So I used to have to post literally every day, one photo a day. It doesn't matter what photo. It doesn't matter if it's mediocre at best. Oh, it bombed and you only got 100 likes? Too bad, so sad, keep posting. It's not what gets you engagement anymore. So the new, I think it's like the anti-grind is that you post and you wait like three or four days because if you wait three or four days, they put your photo into more people's feeds to get you addicted again. Mm. So now my photos are back to getting, you know, a number of likes that I don't feel like I'm worthless. Which is such a weird thing to say and admit, but it's true. They're getting better engagement because I am stepping away and the algorithms going, no, come back. Come back to us. Be addicted to us.
0: Fucking assholes. I fucking-
1: but I don't have to post every day anymore yeah. because of that. So that's cool. It's sort of like this blessing in disguise. Like they're fucking assholes for trying to get me addicted, but I know that's what they're doing. And now guess who's going to play who players? I don't know what that means. Why did I say that? It doesn't matter. Guess who's going to play who players? <laughs> I don't know. Now, I'm so white. Anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. That was way too white. But I Yeah. <laughs> well, that's interesting because I I can't post every day. I've tried, and I've tried to do the, like, I'm going to use this, you know, the planily or whatever it's called to, like, plan out my feed, and then I just want to post whatever I want to post. And for that reason, my feed is not, like, super, or my grid. Ugh, I just hate that we all know what that means, like, my grid. Ugh, we suck, but my grid doesn't look that cool, and, like, I... I went off instagram for about eight months and then i started posting again and i'm getting really good engagement but i'm getting so many unfollows because people are not happy that i'm in paris for some reason i don't know what it is Well,
1: it's probably that whole like "fuck your life and your perfect everything thing that we talked about where people are like no i'm stuck in my hometown and i have been for x number of years and i liked it better when i could relate to you and now you're doing this thing that i wish i could do but i'm too afraid to
0: I know, and that makes me feel bad because I'm like, I've (laughs) tried, I mean, I get it, but also I'm like, oh my God, every time I post something, I look and my numbers drop, but like, and I'm like, I don't want to care, but I care. And I just live in your life. I'm living my life. But no, I, I've, I really yearn for the good old days when you could like create in some sort, some some sort of isolation where you yeah. can just like, cause as Kanye said, distraction <laughs> is the enemy of vision, which is just yes. that's so profound because it's, it's true. So like it's so true. And I don't know that I've heard it put as succinctly because it's like, we need deep work. Like we need solitude. We need to be able to think we need our imaginations. And it's very hard to create that when it does feel so so crucial to be like constantly reminding
1: people that we exist on social media. Yeah, there's also this need to like be the next Buzzfeed article too that I'm like, I, I just don't I don't connect with. I think for me, I don't really do one-off quick burst personal projects. In my opinion, my photography is a long-term, large-scale collective of work. Similar to William Eggleston, who's one of my favorite photographers who captured, you know, the American heartland in this beautiful, colorful, light-filled way, his work wasn't, oh, look at all of these old cars at once. I went out on the road and I only took photos of old cars. Here's a book. Bye. It, it was decades and decades of him traveling the country, just gathering these beautiful images and then, you know, towards the end of his life creating these incredible curated collections and like that to me has way more meaning and value than i'm going to create, you know, dog portraits that are going to blow up and get me buzzfeed famous and then i if i don't top it for the next project, i have no self-worth, i don't know. I don't know what the goal is in that whole like one-off look at me insta fame culture.
0: It's the feeling of i matter, i'm going to be successful because people care about what i'm doing like i i've had i've had things go viral on the internet yeah and yeah. it is so addictive like that feeling and i at the same time as as something was going viral i was so angry with myself at how happy i was that it was going viral like because i knew how fleeting it was like it's great to have people care about your work let's not it's not like this is let me complain about a good thing, but yeah, it's also it's not sustainable and it doesn't bring as much like lasting work as we think that it's going to bring um, or like people assume because when things were going viral, people were like, oh, my God, you're so successful now. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> literally sitting here trying to think of the next thing that I can write that like millions of people want to read. So obviously yeah. it's going to be shit because I can't write like that. Like I, yeah. it's, and I, I don't, at least there's not some sort of like viral thing that could happen with my design work because otherwise I'd probably be losing my mind. But like, totally. I it is really weird to need you. Like as a creative, you need that space to do your best work but the current culture doesn't support that because it's like other people if, like, okay, I went on my detox for eight months and I came back and people who were, had less followers than me We're in like we're 30,000 had 30,000 followers now and I was like what happened like and not that yeah. you know I was like oh my god people have been doing things when I wasn't doing things and that was not a good feeling but I had to like kind of take it back a little bit but it's true I mean there are realities here where I mean Kanye can be off social media and still be relevant but I don't know how many other people can really
1: yeah, I mean he's Kanye West, so he can pretty much do whatever he wants. He's a freaking genius, but right, um, yeah. I, well, and then I also think about people who, like you say, you left, and then those people had thirty thousand more, and I'm like, okay, but what if they bought them? <laughs> yeah, you, like, you don't even know if people buy things now. I hate that. I just that's why I just do my thing. Like, look, I over the last five years of my career as a photographer and. Instagram being the reason why that's my career, like full credit where credit's due. I have so many followers because I worked at Instagram and I helped so many people and I created this community, you know, built up around basically being the person that could help people. Um, I hemorrhage followers all the time, constantly. I went from 250, I think I have like 210 now. I literally do not care. Like, I'm, that's not, I had to just say, at some point of being filled with anxiety over the number of followers that i lost that it does not matter that's not why i'm doing my work that's not why i'm a creative that's not why i'm a photographer i don't do this so i have one million followers or 12 million to be kanye you know i i like creating and i like collaborating with brands and i like that social media has given me a platform in order to be deemed worthy of doing that in a way, but I would love if all of that went away and I just get to do commercial work without the social media element. Yeah, that would make me so happy. At the same time, I don't take for granted the platform that I have. And I try and share, you know, political commentary and here are things that are important that I care about and here are struggles that other people are going through that maybe my audience hasn't considered. And, you know, Twitter is now like, this activist platform which is so fascinating but I'm not gonna use my I'm not gonna let this audience that I've built kind of go I don't know like I think a lot of people will just say that the social stuff doesn't matter that they don't need to get engaged with that because they don't want to ruffle any feathers and to me what that really means is I don't want to lose followers and like I don't give any fuck
0: (laughs) well i think so all of this conversation is like there's a lot of feelings on social media but also i think both of us have a lot of a lot to thank for social media and a lot of opportunity because of it so it really is like such a there's there's so many pros and there's so many cons and I think the answer as we've both discussed is like using it intentionally. I have to use it very very intentionally. If I let myself just like a runaway train with social media, then I'm angry all the time or I'm anxious or and and I agree like using it for platform or using it to spread a message that's, you know, means something that is important cuz I agree I'd rather I would rather be able to say what I really feel needs to be said than be like popular because I just said what everybody else was saying or just like went along with um, just curating life. Like I'm in Paris. I can curate my life down to the last thing, believe me, but I don't want to present that. And I have to do that very intentionally and not care that that's not going to be maybe as popular as something else. and. That's hard to do though, even if I know that I need to do it. It's still hard to do. I can still get pulled back into it and be like, but the follower amount
1: matters. And I'm like, but it doesn't. But it does, but it doesn't, but it does. Like. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate that more opportunities are available to creatives, the bigger their audiences. Like, I that's just a bummer. And I think. It's crossing over into acting, too. I've heard plenty of people say that they got a part that they maybe shouldn't have, but they got it because they have more followers. So they become a, like, tool for clout when it comes to promotion. Like, that's endlessly fucked up mm-hmm. to me. And I and I do wish that people would separate those things because it's not... Like you're saying, the reason why someone probably has more followers is probably for these, like you know eurocentric normalized quote unquote normalized like mass accepted features as opposed to being unique or interesting or different or more human or more relatable and like that's a problem you're you're continuing a cycle that's problem oh yeah because there
0: is a you can tell that there is a specific way for people to get followers and you can go down that road and then okay, all of a sudden you get a book deal or an acting job or this opportunity, and I that kind of sucks for because I I've heard the same thing about actors where, like now agents want to know what your how many Instagram followers you have, and um movie studios and I I ran into that with my when I was being asked to, when I was gonna write a book, um my the literary agent I was working with like was really really interested in making sure that I was growing my platform and it did not matter what kind of followers they were there just needed to be numbers she was like you having this is the difference between a mediocre book deal and like a six-figure book deal is platform and I was like you don't even know if these people are gonna buy my book she's like it doesn't even matter
1: I'm like, but it matters to me. (laughs) Well, and no wonder people buy followers then, right? When things like that are presented to them when you have either six figures or not, like just invest three hundred dollars into your numbers. Like why wouldn't you? I know, and now they have they you can buy engagement too. (laughs)
0: Like I think you have you can buy like followers and then also it looks like engagement
1: yeah that's sick it's crazy But no judgment i mean okay i guess no judgment look if you have to feed your family if it really is the difference between six figures and a ten thousand dollar whatever like you know what do you but at the same time ew (laughs) like like you're honestly you're gaming the system so other people can't get a leg up it means that there's a gate of like You have to have wealth like you have to have capital Mm -hmm. in order to get through the gate like you are you are then contributing to this very this gatekeeping that means that not everyone. I mean look like if we all to buy our followers would Cardi B be famous like don't do that. We need more Cardi B's please. Right. Right. Cardi B is famous because of her Instagram. I mean also she was on that TV show but her Instagram is really what did it. Don't don't fuck it up for everyone else so maybe let us all be cardi b's right like so maybe instagram is worth it because it brought us cardi b oh i mean honestly if that's the only thing if that's the yeah yes if cardi b is the one good thing that came out of instagram i'm taking it if kanye's tweets if kanye's nuggets of genius are like the thing that i have to hold on to in this nightmare twitter scape in order to escape like our president literally not even be able to write the date properly on mm-hmm. a memo. <sighs> I'll take it. If it means that I get Cardi B, I'll look at all the Coachella posts I need to. Oh, geez, the Coachella posts.
0: Coachella <laughs> just happened, and it was it was a lot. There was a Honestly,
1: l- lot of appropriation. Like, <laughs> we get it. First of all, uh, there's a Ferris wheel. Okay. If I have <laughs> to see that Ferris... Oh, God. I'm going to see more of that Ferris wheel. We're... It, oh. We're in the middle okay. of the weekends, so that's... We are. It's going to happen yeah. again. This is being recorded right in between Coachella's, and I'm just bracing for more of that damn Ferris wheel. Ugh. Also, the the other person that I follow, um,
0: very, very different from Cardi B, is a woman named Karen who lives in Germany, and she makes
1: pies. The, that's literally the exact opposite of Karen. Okay, there's Cardi B, and then I'm assuming she's a white woman. Yeah, her name's Karen... Fleissenbach or something I and just love everything about Cardi B versus Karen who makes pies it seems like an SNL skit. no her, I love that it's amazing because her Instagram
0: I'll put it in the show notes but her Instagram is just the pie before it was in the oven and then the pie after it was baked I love it there's no picture of her there's nothing it's just you don't need to see her
1: face pies it's just her exquisite looking pies Okay, so positive of social media, <laughs> Cardi B and dog accounts. Those are my positives. Yes. Specifically of Instagram. It's Cardi B and I follow a lot of dogs. Mine is um, on Instagram, I like to
0: watch people make cakes and pies. Like I love the, stop, the, the fast time lapse videos of someone yes. making a cake because – how how do they do that it's so amazing um i love it so those are my real pros on in the in the instagram side
1: perfect we went light on those pros there's some like deep intense pros but we've discussed the deep intense pros we did it this got a little uh, deeper
0: than i thought it would go but it was good that's us
1: that's how we do i know (laughs) Um, If you have ideas or opinions or thoughts or feelings or maybe want to get advice about how to set up some boundaries for yourself on social media, uh, head on over to feelingfeelings.co and you can find all of our social media over there. The Facebook group is where we're going to be having discussions and uh, feel free to contribute your thoughts and feelings. And uh, hey, you made it to episode three. Would you mind uh, heading on over to iTunes and giving us a rating if you've enjoyed listening? Yeah, just maybe smash that star. Look, we need likes. We need the validation. We need this. I know that you understand that. You're here. You're listening to us. This is the world we live in. Could you give us the validation? You don't even have to write anything like super great. Maybe just throw a link to like your favorite Instagram account. I don't think you can do links there. Don't do. Not asking for five stars. If you maybe are thinking about giving us one star, don't. Yeah, maybe don't just don't. But if it's like a 4, we, I understand that. There's room for improvement. Uh, so, you know, give us a little feedback. Yeah, just let us know. And and go to the Facebook page
0: where it will be a safe haven from all the all the annoying scrolling. And, you know, we'll try to put as much goodness out into the social
1: medias through this podcast. I hope so. Jamie. Yeah, I love talking with you.
0: Oh, this is the best. I this love it. This is the it. best we're so we're so great god what a leo thing to say we're so insightful are are we still recording this yeah of course we are i thought you stopped recording yeah we are keep this keep this in
1: i'm keeping it in don't edit this out this this is good this is good okay until next week jb bye bye